You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. Dealing with homophobia, racism, sexism, classism, whatever it is we're dealing with, that 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 the Jesus story would speak into our lives and inform us in ways that that facilitate our choices and making our world a safe, just, compassionate home uh, for everyone. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 453. Our title this week is "When Healing Justice Comes Near." And our feature text is from the Gospel of Matthew. This is Matthew 4, 12 through 23. When Jesus heard that John had been put into prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light, and on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. When They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets, and Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. So, this week's reading, it starts with with John the Baptist being in prison. And as we discussed two weeks ago, John's preaching, it, it was against the social and systemic injustices of his society. You can see this in our article, Breaking with the Way Things Are, and I'll put a link to it in this week's uh, e-site as well. But preachers don't get imprisoned for handing out tickets to, to heaven. They're imprisoned for calling for systemic and societal change that, that threatens those benefiting from the current status status quo. An example of this is the letter from uh, a Birmingham jail written by uh, MLK. So, So, when Jesus hears of John being arrested and put in prison, he, he leaves the area and goes to Galilee. The author associates this geographical shift with the passage of Isaiah. And as much as I understand the rhetorical purpose of, of contrasting light and, and darkness for those who lived in the Middle East, especially uh, before electricity and, and modern lighting, we should today uh, be careful with this language. The authors of both Matthew and Isaiah were people of color, remember. The Bible was not written by white people. And today, though, we, we, we live in the wake of a long history of white people demonizing darkness in ways that, that harm people whose skin color is darker than theirs. Whiteness and light and darkness and blackness, they've been closely associated in white supremacist polemics. So today, it behooves us, given white degradation of black people, to, to, to say unequivocally 
unequivocally that we are all equal and our differences reveal the rich diversity of the human family of which we're all a part and our differences they're to be celebrated not used to create hegemony or hierarchy or especially a hierarchy of value and this impacts how we talk about the bible's use of light and darkness too we don't have to demonize the darkness to talk about the benefits of light light has intrinsic value and benefits so does darkness darkness is not evil it's life-giving and things grow in darkness not just in light in darkness we rest and we heal and, and, and too much light can also be harmful. We could perhaps reclaim this rhetoric of light and darkness today by speaking of balance between the light and the dark. Uh, socially, making one difference supreme over another is death dealing. And as we need balance between light and darkness biologically, uh, we need egalitarianism societally or socially. Our call is not to lift up light over darkness, but to work toward a world that is safe and just for us all, a place where each of us can feel at home. We're, we're called to work toward a world that has room for all of our differences and it's big enough for, for, for us all. So in our reading with John now in prison, Jesus embarks on his own journey, preaching that the kingdom has arrived. And this language too, it needs updating in our context. The, the language of a kingdom, it, it might have been meaningful when contrasted with the Roman Empire and given the hopes of the, the renewal of David's kingdom among first century Jewish liberationists. But today, we live in a, a multiracial, multigendered, richly diverse democracy. Kingdoms are both patriarchal and hierarchical. What could Jesus's quote-unquote kingdom be called in our democratic context today some have updated the language to call it the beloved community others refer to this change as as god's just future that is breaking through into our world here and now and still others call it a, a kingdom referring to the kinship that we all uh, share being part of one another within our human family i talk about this in my book finding jesus specifically on page 53 if you want to lean into that deeper but here at Renewed Heart Ministries, we call it making our world a safe, just, compassionate home for everyone. W whatever one decides to call it, though, we're talking about changes here and now, not postmortem bliss in the future, but life-giving, healing, and, and, and change from the violence and the injustice and oppression, that the hell on earth that many people face on our planet today. And lastly, in our reading this week, Jesus calls the disciples. And, and last week's reading had these events taking place on the banks of the Jordan. This week, uh, John has been arrested, and these actions, same actions, they take place instead um, in Galilee. Each of the Gospels have these differences, like like uh, 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 like this, and 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 this is these differences. They depend on the audience 
that the gospel was written for and the political purpose for which each gospel was written. Matthew was written for Galilean and primarily Jewish Jesus followers. And as we've discussed before, I'll put a link to where we've we've covered this in the past in, in this week's eSight. In several Hebrew scriptures, fishing for people was about hooking or catching a certain kind of person, a powerful and unjust person, and removing them from the position of power where they were wielding harm. It wasn't about saving souls so they could enjoy postmortem bliss. It was about changing systemic injustice in the here and now. Speaking of those who do harm within their position of power, Jeremiah reads, this is Jeremiah 16, 16, but now I will send for many fishermen, declares the Lord, and they will catch them. And, and after that, I will send for many hunters and they will hunt them down on every mountain and hill and from the crevices of the rocks. And speak Speaking of those who oppress the poor and crush the needy, Amos reads, The sovereign Lord has sworn by his holiness, the time will come when you will be taken away with hooks, the last of you with fish hooks. And then speaking of uh, the abuse of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, Ezekiel reads, this is Ezekiel 29, 1-6, In the tenth year, in the tenth month of the twelfth day, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him, against all Egypt. Speak to him and say, say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, you great monster lying among your streams. You say the Nile belongs to me. I made it for myself, but I will put hooks in your jaws and make the fish of your streams stick to your scales. I will put you, I will pull you out from among your streams with all the fish sticking to your scales. It will leave, I will leave you in the desert, you and all the fish of your streams and will not be, and you will not be gathered or picked up. And I will give you as food to the beast of the earth and the birds of the sky. Then all who live in Egypt will know that I am the Lord. And, and lastly, commentators agree on, on this association. This is from, uh, Ched Meyer's book, Say to This Mountain, Mark's Story of Disciples, Discipleship, page 10, uh, Myers writes, In the Hebrew Bible, the metaphor of people like fish appears in prophetic censures of apostate Israel and of the rich and powerful. I am now sending for many fishermen, says God, and they will catch the people of Israel. Jeremiah 16, 16. The time is surely coming upon you when they will take you away with fish hooks. Amos 4, 2. Thus says God, I'm against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt. I will pull... I will put hooks in your jaws and make the fish of your channels stick to your scales, Ezekiel 29.3. Jesus, in other words, is summoning working folk to join him in overturning the structures of power and privilege in the world. And, and if this is a new interpretation of fishing for people for you, you may be interested in reading my brief article on this where I unpack this further. In, uh, it's titled Decolonizing Fishing for People, and I'll put a link to it also in this week's eSight. Our reading this week ends with Jesus's Jewish renewal movement, traversing through Galilee and teaching in synagogues and proclaiming the good news or the gospel of the kingdom. And the term gospel, remember, it was taken from the Roman Empire. Rome proclaimed a gospel each time it, it arrived to take over new, new regions. And the gospel authors, they appropriate this term to, to contrast Rome's approach with Jesus's vision for, for ordering our world in ways that are, are life-giving for everyone. Our passage 
It characterizes Jesus's way as being one of healing. And today, we still have social sicknesses that desperately need healing justice. I think of uh, the sicknesses of patriarchy and misogyny, of of racism and white supremacy, of of classism and victim blaming, especially the victim blaming that's practiced toward poor people, of heterosexism and and bigotry toward same-sex sexuality and, and bigotry from certain cisgender people people toward transgender and non-binary people. This week, let's choose to focus our following of Jesus on working to heal and eradicate these social diseases. Healing justice can still liberate today, as it did in, in, in some of our most sacred and ancient stories. And, 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 and my wish this week is that it would continue to do so through us today, whether we're dealing with homophobia, racism, sexism, classism, whatever it is we're dealing with, that 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 the Jesus story would speak into our lives and inform us in ways that that facilitate our choices and making our world a safe, just, compassionate home uh, for everyone. Heart Group application this week, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, how has your Jesus following changed as a result of of testing the fruit of your beliefs and your actions by the condition of whether they're life-giving. Share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platform for our daily post. And also, if you enjoyed listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, please like and subscribe to our podcast through the podcast, whatever podcast platform that you use and consider uh, taking some time uh, there on that platform to give us a review if that's possible. This helps others find this podcast as well. And if you'd like to reach out to us through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. My new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels is now available at renewedheartministries.com. Right where you are, remember, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.